Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee, with your daily devotional, reading once again from Voices from the Past. This is a book, a collection of writings by the Puritans, and uh, have another book similar to it called Piercing Heaven, I read from from time to time, which is Prayers from the Puritans. They were so uh, passionate and and uh, uh, in their prayers, and I just am always moved by those. I also am challenged and encouraged by the writings of the Puritans, and today I'd like to read a selection uh, by a man named William Gurnall. Some of you uh, might have heard of him. He's not one of the more widely known. He happened to be um, a 17th century English Puritan, well-respected by people like like John Newton, the uh, converted slave ship uh, captain who wrote the song Amazing Grace. Newton said that uh, if if he were trapped, you know, his sort of version of if he were trapped on a desert island with only one or two books, he would like to have his Bible and he would like to have the book by William Gurnall there. It's a book called The, Com- the Christian in Complete Armor. And uh, this is a selection from it. It begins with Romans 12, 2. The verse goes like this. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And I'm struck even as I hear that verse that I'm so familiar with, and I've heard it so many times. You have as well, I'm sure, a lot of you. Uh, there are a lot of ways in which we're formed and we conform to, that is, we go with the formation of a lot of the influences uh, in our world. And that was true in the Apostle Paul's time, as well as in the time of William Gurnall. And um, <clears throat> there are a lot of folks that would say that Christianity, oh, it's just a bunch of you know, brainwashing or whatever. And I would say, I think my mind needs a little scrub every now and then. Uh, I just remember that being the response of uh, uh, a lot of the early Jesus music people when they would talk about um, uh, talk about the impact that the gospel was having on their lives. And I, I, I still think it's true today. I think our minds need a little scrub once in a while. There's so much sewage out there. And, uh, and we, it, it's not, you don't even have to be in pursuit of it. Uh, it will come to you. And uh, William Gurnall is pretty good. He writes about this, as I say, from back in the 17th century. And in his day and time, he's going to give us uh, a, a little bit of uh, exhortation about just that very thing. So listen to this uh, as, he, uh, as he has written. The Christian is to proclaim and initiate an irreconcilable war against his choice sins. And so already he's got a, a phrase there I'm not used to. Choice sins. What are your choice sins? Hmm. That's always uh, a, a, a difficult thing to have to conf- be confronted with, isn't it? Uh, that there are some things that, uh, some temptations that we will each uh, flirt with. Um, and and so he's, he's getting right up in our grill, right from the beginning. The Christian is to proclaim and initiate an irreconcilable war. Let's declare war on our choice sins. Those nearest his heart, those sins nearest his heart must now be trampled under his feet. This takes great courage and resolution. I agree 100%. <laughs> Maybe you do too. 
then he goes on to say, oh, how uh, lust will plead for itself. And I remind us, many different kinds of lust. It's not just all uh, sensual and sexual lust. Um, there are uh, many different kinds of lust, many different objects uh, uh, that we crave, uh, whether it be celebrity, fame, uh, fortune, money, sex, power, all of those things, social uh, recognition, uh, affirmation. We're affirming ourselves to death these days. But uh, here he says, man, we've got to declare war, irreconcilable war on our choice sins. And those ones that are really nearest our heart have to be trampled underfoot. And it's going to take courage and resolution. He's right. How a lust will plead for itself. Notice the way he sort of puts us now across the table from our lust and it's pleading for itself, if you will. And he says, Satan pleads, is it not just a, a little one? Oh, spare it. And William Gurnall says, he will flatter the soul with the secrecy of it. You can have it and your honor also. As if nobody would know. Nobody would find out. And that kind of thing. And Gurnall says, if this does not work, Satan will try to get you to wait just a little while for its execution. And he says, do not be deceived by this strategy. Most lusts that have received a delay in execution will eventually obtain a full pardon and regain full favor with your soul. In other words, the heart will make a convert out of the head. Your desires will always find some way to get your mind to rationalize and to cave in at some point. And he's just being really, really honest with us and upfront with us and tells us there's an enemy of our soul who will also fuel that and try to entice us. And he says, uh, Satan will try to get you to wait. Just leave off for the execution. Don't be deceived by the strategy. Most lusts that have received a delay in execution will eventually obtain a full pardon and regain full favor with your soul. It's just so, so blunt. I just appreciate it. It takes great resolution to break through such violent pleading and bring your lust to full execution. And by that, he means full death. We must walk with a single purpose without an eye on the world's glitter. We must stand fixed to heaven's principles and so prove our citizenship in heaven by our faithfulness to the truth. This can bring snares, dangers, and mockings. It takes courage to despise the shame that a Christian must expect to meet with. It is a great honor for a Christian when all his enemies can say is that he is faithful and will not do as we do, meaning the enemies do. A cowardly heart will find all kinds of reasons to retreat from duty. Since the Christian has so great a danger, he needs to be locked well into his saddle or he will soon be dismounted. And here again, the uh, 17th century, you know, their mode of transportation, uh, horse, carriage, whatever. And in our day and age, we somebody would have said, you need to buckle up 
it's going to be a bumpy ride. And uh, so he will soon be dismounted if you aren't locked well into your saddle. The Christian must stay on his course to heaven, even when his way is blasphemed because of false professors and apostates. And so back in their day and time as well, false professors, okay, those who were professing falsity, and I would even go so far as to say maybe he also meant um, those who were perhaps brilliant minds, well-educated, and yet set against belief, and apostates. Those would be folk who have turned away from the faith, who have rejected God, or now see God as irrelevant in their lives. Uh, That's the way they view things. Um, The Christian must stay on his course to heaven, even if his way is blasphemed or mocked by the world around us. And, you know, the fact is Jesus warned us against such things to, and and said that if we uh, indeed would live for righteousness, uh, we will likely be persecuted for righteousness sake and uh, persecuted for his name's sake. And even in the Beatitudes, though, he says, but blessed are you if that happens to you. Really powerful here. You must stay your course. Well, um, let me just a couple more sentences here from William Gurnall. We need to bear up in holy resolution against such discouragements. Joshua stood against the whole camp of Israel who turned their backs, uh, who turned their hearts back to Egypt. With an undaunted spirit, he maintained his integrity and he claimed he was resolved to serve the Lord, though others would not join him. And so you see Joshua as an example of someone who, even though all of the people, all the nation of Israel wanted to turn around and head back to Egypt. They were, you know, complaining uh, in the wilderness and um, uh, just grumbling for 40 years and just kept saying over and over again how they wanted to go back to Egypt where they were literally in bondage and slavery. And um, uh, we need to bear up in holy resolution against those kinds of discouragements with an undaunted spirit. I love that. He maintained his integrity, and so can we, resolved to serve the Lord, even if others do not. That's uh, William Gurnall. Uh, It's an excerpt from his book, The Christian in Complete Armor, and uh, I believe that was a teaching uh, series. I think it's a three-volume set. It's massive. Uh, But William Gurnall, well-respected, and one of the contributors to Voices, from the past, Puritan devotional readings. Let me pray for us. Lord, thank you so much uh, for our older brother, William Gurnall, and the uh, older brothers and sisters of that era who loved you with their whole hearts and so passionately. May that be the case with us. Lord, light a fire inside our souls this day for you, for your word, and for your glory. Uh, May we walk in such a way as to delight you Uh, and uh, in such a way as to also um, walk in the light of the gospel of grace and the freedom it offers us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. God bless you. This podcast is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. Don't forget to also subscribe to one of our other podcasts, Curate's Corner with Kim Thomas. Every Friday throughout the season of Lent, join Kim as she looks at the story of Jesus' last week as told through classic art, prayers, and scriptures.
You can subscribe to her podcast on all major platforms, including the Village Chapel YouTube channel, and you can find accompanying resources at lent.thevillagechapel.com. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas, music by Phil Kagey. Thank you.